0: Number two on a Tuesday. Let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you. Cold weather outside, gonna get even colder by the end of the week. We hope everybody is safe and sound. Whether you got the family coming into town or you're going to see them, everybody have a great holiday. We've got shows through Thursday this week, off Friday, and off next Monday. Yo, it's about to get seriously cold. And us Texans, we don't
1: like that cold. You saw Baker yesterday at Green Bay. We don't like the cold.
0: Yeah, no, it's different. It's different for us. (laughs) It's It's different different It's very different, very different. Unless you got somebody that's out there in West Texas where they're used to it a little bit. There's parts of Texas that get super cold in the winter a lot of times, so they can usually deal with it. Uh, We're a little different in this part of the world. Uh, It is Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, Isaiah Collier alongside. We've been talking plenty of football, and we will continue doing that. NFL, the end of that New England Raiders game continues to baffle. um, The Green Bay win last night over the Rams. Green Bay still alive in a playoff discussion. Jalen Hurts, the sprained shoulder, questionable for the Cowboys game, and it does look like the Cowboys are going further and further away from any OBJ discussion. Hopefully, Jerry will just stop talking about it, and we can kind of move on to, you know, the game on Saturday with the Eagles. As of right now, Nick Sirianni is not counting Jalen Hurts out, but he does have a sprained shoulder. To get into some other football stuff, also tomorrow, of course, National signing day it has taken over what used to happen in february there's still a little bit left over for february but this has become a december holiday now let's go to the vaqueros cafe and cantina hotline and talk to jeff ketchum of orangebloods.com normally we hit catch on a friday but we don't have a friday show as i mentioned so he was nice enough to rearrange a little bit today and i thought a good signing day preview would make some sense catch how are you
2: I'm good. Are you going to ask me about the Cowboys today? Because we talk about it just for a minute.
0: We definitely should. We definitely should do that. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll try to, we'll try to keep things uh, and not go too crazy on on signing day and Longhorns because I know you're a Cowboys okay. fan like me. We need, to, we do need to get into that.
2: Okay, you're not going to let me have it at the top. You're going <laughs> to make, make me wait and, and hold my feet to the fire first. Fair enough. Give me, give me your recruiting questions, and know at the end I have some hot Jacksonville take.
0: Yeah, hot Jacksonville takes. No one has ever said that out loud, uh, even in Jacksonville. Um, (laughs) Even in in Jacksonville. I'll tell you what, let me ask this. We we could transition back to the Cowboys fairly quickly, but uh, tomorrow is always uh, a very cool day. I love that it's become the December thing. Uh, It's not like a half and half with it in February. Tomorrow's going to be a massive day. For Texas, with some of these names that will sign, um, you've been you've been covering it a long time. How how big of a deal? How big of a crossroads moment? How important could this class be tomorrow when a name like Arch Manning hits the paper, then a name like Anthony Hill hits the paper, and so on and so forth?
2: I think it's a really big deal because of the names that you're mentioning. I think in, in totality, I am. Let me explain the math to you. Super blue chip players matter to me way more than other players do because at worst they're hitting at a one out of three rate at NFL drafted levels. I mean, truly the impact players on teams, right? We're talking about guys that get drafted, guys that get drafted high. Uh, The majority of like five star and high four star players, not only get drafted at a higher rate uh, by double the margins of the players right below them. So the number, 60 kid in the country hits at a one out of two, one out of three rate, the player 10 spots behind him at number 70 or 75 hits at one out of five and one out of six rates. And then your three stars at times hit like one out of seven, which means most four stars are closer to value with three stars than they are to the high four star or the five stars, right? The math, suggest that one out of two and if we're if we're playing like Russian roulette you know I mean I guess it's reversed then you'd rather have one out of six than one out of three but (laughs) I'm trying to think of the example that one out of two and one out of three is so much better than one out of five one out of six one out of seven because it means everything to me it is it doesn't mean those other players don't matter but it means your chances of landing impact players are significantly higher Texas is scheduled to sign seven of those guys tomorrow, which is a high, it's a blue-chip rate inside this class. It's probably the best in 20 years. Everything behind it doesn't matter as much because those guys are one guy's a one out of six and one guy's a one out of seven, and it really becomes about how well you develop at that point. These other guys are closer to shooting from layup line and that Texas has more of those in this class than in any other class it's had probably since 2002. Wow. Is, again, a really, really, really big deal.
1: Yeah, that is big. Jeff, who in this signing class for the Longhorns, not named Arch Manning, Anthony Hill, or Cedric Baxter, that you're most excited about coming to the 40 Acres?
2: There's three. And again, I lean on these super blue chip guys that I'm talking about. I think Malik Muhammad, on paper is one of the highest rated cornerbacks, one of the top four or five highest rated cornerbacks the Longhorns have signed in the modern history of recruiting. He has a chance because he's a midterm guy to be an immediate impact player. Um, You know, does he compete for a starting job next year? Maybe that's too much too soon, but I don't, I don't think it is. I think when he comes in early, he at least gives himself uh, a chance to be at that level. Uh, Look, I love Colton Vasek at Westlake. I don't know that he's physically ready to be an immediate impact guy. I mean, it remains to be seen. What he does give the Longhorns, I think, at the edge is their best pass rush guy. I think his burst off the ball is better than anybody else they have. And when he hits people... He hits them violently. He is and I, I would say the same thing about Anthony Hill. They make violent contact. There's an explosiveness upon contact that's inside of them that they deliver on to other players uh, that's different than anybody else. And then I think you have to look at John Tay Cook, the wide receiver out of DeSoto, who had, you know, four catches for like hundred and one yards and a touchdown in the state championship game. Again, when we talk about the value of prospects, probably only about four or five times in the last 20-plus, 20 25 years have the Longhorns signed uh, a wide receiver prospect as good as him. You know, you're probably talking about Roy Williams, B.J. Johnson, Drew uh, McCoy, who just, you know, looked good at Tennessee this year. Uh, <laughs> and a guy like Marquise Johnson, you know, but maybe like a Mike Davis, who is close to that, but like, he is a national top 35 prospect, and... Uh, those are the guys you want to be signing. And so I think, and again, another midterm guy. So you're talking about a lot of players who plan on arriving next month. They'll be participating in spring football. They're all super talents. The football roster gets better with the addition of those guys I just mentioned. Yeah.
0: Talking with Jeff Ketchum, Uh, Jeff, the way the, the calendar is going to work out for us, I don't think we're going to be talking to you before the game actually happens with Washington. We were just breaking it down earlier with the Huskies and the passing game and how good Penix is and 2,000-yard receivers. Uh, where are you on that game today, knowing what we know about who won't play for Texas and who's probably going to play for Washington?
2: I mean, it's a coin flip game. Washington is not good on defense. They, I don't think Texas fans will be quite prepared for how much Michael Penix Jr. will throw the football. Uh, to give you some perspective, their number three receiver has as many yards as Texas's number one. You can look at Xavier Worthy's yardage stats, wow. and they basically are replicated by Washington's number three receiver. They have two other guys that have over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, they throw the ball a lot. So, you know, it's, a, it's there aren't many teams in the Big 12 quite like that that just show up and sling it. Not even Texas Tech shows up and slings it the way that they used to, and we kind of just close our eyes and think of them as 50, 60, 70 times a game. Um, it's coin flip. I, part of me wonders, are either of these two teams checked out? They have reason to. Um Texas loses 50% of its offense in this game, uh, although Roshan Johnson hasn't announced officially, like Dijon and DeMarvion Overshown. He hasn't been participating in practice, and he's also expected to not play in the game, and um, that leaves you with Jonathan Brooks, who has been taking the first-team reps at running back, and a lot of people are excited to see what he can do in a feature role, but like I am, too. Like, Hey, bring on Jonathan Brooks. That's going to be fun, but it comes at the expense of one of the three best, four best running backs in the history of the school. So <laughs> it's fun, but it's a different kind of fun than when B. John Robinson is your running back <laughs> or when Roshan Johnson is your running back. So we're like, there's a curiosity factor that we're like, that's fun. Whereas there's a badass factor that's also fun. There are different levels of fun. Um, I, I look at this game as like an elevated, to me, this is the final, there's two ways of looking at this game. It's the final game of 2022 or the first game of 2023. For me, this is the final game of 2022 because next year's team is going to look so different. And I don't know that we're going to get nearly the glimpse of what next year's team looks like with what we're looking at in this bowl game. So for me, just, it's either nine and four or it's eight and five, but it's, this isn't about being one and O oh going into the next season. So, you know, I'm looking at this game from a lot of cur- different curiosities. Um, but I don't really know what I'm going to get. Both teams can on their day. They can beat just about anybody on the schedule, right? This is a Washington team that has beaten Oregon. They're, they're good. They're a good team. Um, They've also been in some games that have been way too – they've lost some games and they've been in games that they probably should have controlled more so. And it's like, well, who does that sound like? Yeah. So, you know, these are two very similar teams comprised in different ways. And I don't know. It's it's, it's a coin flip for me. Like, I'm, I could say Texas today, I could say Washington tomorrow, and I might flip-flop all the way to the game.
1: Yeah, no, I get it yeah Jeff I'm with you I think this is the end of the 2022 season you can't look too far into 2023 but who you can look at for 2023 is quinn yours and you know he hasn't had over 200 yard game or has to have many 200 yard games uh this season you would think he would have a lot of 300 yard games it was a roller coaster this year and now you're going to be without Bijan robinson with over a month or around a month to prepare for washington what are you expecting for number three jeff
2: I don't know, Um, Washington's bad on defense Uh, in the secondary. They're good against the run. They're like 33rd in the country defending the run. They're among the worst 20 teams in college football defending the pass. So this is one of these games, quite frankly, that that Quinn Ewer should have a good game. And he should have a good game, and people shouldn't say, there it is, he's the second coming. No, man, like basically every quarterback that Washington State has played this season has had one of their best games of the season against this team. So Quinn should should play well. He's got good receivers. It's not like Washington's played a bunch of Xavier Worthys this season. Um, Jordan Whittington, like these guys, look, he should throw the ball well. There should be success. People shouldn't go overboard. If he has a really good game, I mean, again, he should be. Um, consequently, if he doesn't, we shouldn't be surprised. And again, this is the final game of twenty. This is this goes back to the point I just made. I don't look at what happens in this bowl game as either a projection or an indictment or anything as it relates to twenty twenty three. The things that Quinn Viewers needs to do to become a better football player. Don't get done in a couple of weeks since Texas has played and then in this bowl game. He needs to devour the offense in a way that he can do chalkboard stuff with his eyes closed and know what every player on offense and every player on defense does in every single scenario that can happen. That's the job of the modern quarterback in 2022. And, and it's the thing that everybody thinks Arch Manning is going to do really well that he can get up there and tell you all of these things with his eyes closed. That's what Quinn's got to do. He's got to build chemistry and he's got to develop, you know, using his full arm talent. And so there's a lot of pieces of this that are going to take months, maybe eight months of development for him to go from one player potentially to a newer, better player. And, you know, I think if he plays well on in this game against Washington it's a reminder of what he can do. I mean, he's got so much talent. It might not necessarily be a true reflection of where he is by being able to do something against Washington. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to be patient with Quinn and realize the next big phase of his development is what comes between the bowl game and the first game of next season and just how far he can go. And I think it's exciting to think about because there are levels of improvement that he can make that make a very talented player better. Um, But when we talk about it not being the first game of 2023, he has to win this quarterback job all over again, whether he plays well on Saturday or not, there is a thought inside the program and the players know it. That There's like a legitimate competition that will take place between Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy and Arch Manning. And, Quinn goes into that with some major advantages. It's not insignificant that he's been essentially the season-long starter. He started on the road. He started and won the Texas OU game. Um, he's beaten ranked teams on the road that went at Kansas State. So, like, there are some things about his resume that these other guys won't have that are important. So, you know, I think he goes into that probably 65%, 70% being the starter Um, in these games, but you know, just like a high three star guy can hit at one of these one out of seven rates. um, Maybe, maybe one of these backup quarterbacks that come into the competition next year, hit at the one out of three rate and, and we're surprised. So I think, you know, he is uh, such an important, I mean, he's the most critical guy in this bowl game. When you take 50% of the offense, what pretty much remains is Quinn Ewers' representation, that next 50%. Um, if Texas wins this game, it'll be because Ewers throws for 280-plus, three touchdowns. He's more than capable of doing that. But, I mean, if that doesn't happen, Texas won't win.
0: All right, Jeff, we got a little time here. Squeeze in a Cowboy thought for me. Talk to the Cowboy fans. What would you think of the Jacksonville game?
2: Okay, a lot. It's not like a super hot take. It's a reasonable take. All right. The thing is, you, you ask me about the Cowboys every weekend, and I'm like defeated because I know at the end of the day what the Cowboys are. The Jacksonville game should be like a reset to reality. First of all, in the NFL, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. I mean, the Texans almost beat the Cowboys just a week before. Uh, the Cowboys aren't winning the Super Bowl. They're not. They're at their best. That's not who they are when it matters. And Jacksonville is a reminder. Like they don't get carried away. Don't just. It will be easier in January when your heart is yanked from your chest because <laughs> some wacky way they find a way to lose. When that moment happens, lean back on the fact that oh, they did lose to Jacksonville. Like just it you know it didn't hurt this season. They're not going to take. They're not going to beat the Eagles for the NFC East. So. Losing to Jacksonville didn't hurt the Cowboys at all. They're going to be the number four seed in the NFC. All it was was Five a seat. reminder: don't don't set your hopes up too high because it'll hurt less if you just know in advance what's going to happen. Don't pretend. That's what I, I just wanted to meet from one Cowboys fan to another. I want to just say to the Cowboy fans out there: just keep hold that close. Don't in January forget Oh yeah, no, this, this this team's <laughs> capable of like just flat out having something wacky like blowing a seventeen point lead in the third quarter to a team they should just be better than that is always gonna exist. You need there's no way the Cowboys are winning three straight road games. It's just not gonna happen. So everybody take a deep breath. Woo-saw. this is who the cowboys are they entertain us for four months a year but don't get so all in involved that you dare to believe because
0: it's the belief that kills you. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I wish I disagreed with you on that one. I wish I could give you a big speech <laughs> on the other side. But those are some of my feelings coming out of that game, too. Uh, real quick, Jeff, back to recruiting. A texter said, any chance we, Texas I'm assuming, has a shot at Deuce Robinson, or is that done?
2: I think Texas is still really trying on Deuce. I think Texas now remind re- the program.
0: Now, remind everybody who he is. Catch big-time tight end prospect, is that right? Number one
2: tight end in the country. Yeah, okay. Uh, but also a potential first-round talent in baseball. I mean, so this is a guy that's looking at USC. He's looking at Georgia. He's looking at Texas. Um, long thought to be a USC lean because Caleb Williams and because you know, he's from out west, and it just it makes a lot of sense on paper. Uh, Georgia made a really big impact when he visited there. There's some people who think that he could end up there. Uh, and, but there are some people in the Texas program, nobody I know in the Texas program thinks that Deuce Robinson is definitely happening, uh, but there are a number of people in the Texas football program that hope that they've got a puncher's chance that they could make that happen. Uh, of all the things that I expect to happen tomorrow, that's not necessarily one of them, but it's not impossible.
0: That is Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GKKetch on Twitter, if you're getting your follows together. Ketch, I appreciate you rearranging the schedule for this week. Next week we do have a Friday show, so have a Merry Christmas to you, to, the, to your lovely wife, to your kids. Everybody have a great time, and then we'll do a little bowl review with you next Friday if that works.
2: It sounds great. Do you think you're on Santa's good list? <laughs> do I? And do you think Zay is on Santa's good list? Oh, I know I am. Sa-
0: Zay is definitely on Santa's good list. I cannot speak for myself. Okay. I'm, I'm 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 very close to the situation having a Christmas birthday. I never know if I'm on the
2: list or not. <laughs> you are straddling presents versus switches. Yeah, which in the right household can be a present too. That's true. Uh, good point. Dad- <laughs> some people dig switches that's right not my thing (laughs) but they do exist you guys have a great Christmas man I enjoy doing this Uh, happy holidays to all the listeners and uh, here is even before we get there to an amazing new year. Happy
0: holidays, go. Jeff. Merry, Thanks, man. Merry Christmas, Mr. Ketchum. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Ketch, one of my favorite people out there. He and I did a radio show together for a few years, and he's nice enough to give us a little time and some thoughts. And, yes, he is a Cowboys fan. What, why does he have to bring truth to a Cowboys discussion? There's no need I for mean, that.
1: you know, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since y'all have had a lot of success, a lot of things have gone bad from, Desk catch to y'all not being able to snap the ball on time next uh, last year against the San Francisco 49ers. So yeah. I get what Jeff's saying. It's a
0: bunch of little stuff, a man. a bunch of little, little brutal things.
1: Yeah, it's what it's what they are. And and
0: the the short way I would say kind of where, where Jeff was going there, and I thought this yesterday, I was thinking about the Cowboys. Like, don't be if you know your kid can come home with a C minus, don't be pissed when he does. If you know it in your soul. That he can come home with a C? What are you going to do, get mad at him for being a C student? You knew that when he left the house. You knew it. You knew, for Cowboys fans, you knew this was a snake when you picked it up. Whatever analogy you want to use. You knew that's what it was. And there have been moments this year where people try to create things out of McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Dak and all these different things, but... You know, by the way, scary quote for Cowboys fans before we hit this break. Jerry Jones, in an interview in the last day or so, was asked about the performance against Jacksonville and specifically Dak. He said, quote, we can win with him playing like that, end quote.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what that, he said. Noah Brown mucked up that pass. For it most wasn't of Dak the... Now yeah. Dalton Schultz one, yeah, that was him. But the Noah Brown catch, I won on Dak. Now, I hear
0: you. Here's the other thing. I heard Rod and Hartz talking about it yesterday, so I went and watched it last night. That first interception, they're saying Dak got hit from behind. That they hit the arm, which might have caused the ball ah, to, float. to go airborne. Now, I would still say his pocket awareness sucked on that play. Because to me, you got to be able to feel that guy coming. you got to feel that pressure. Right. It's right on your back. So that's kind of on you for letting it go. But I get what they're saying. It wasn't a 100% Dak threw a terrible ball. There was contact there.
1: Yeah. A little bit. You can't knock. He hasn't played in all the games this year, yet he has double-digit interceptions. That's not good. Ooh, that's you, bad. You can't, you can't do that and be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Now, to your little analogy about the C-minus kid coming home, uh-huh. you feel a little bit more confident when he comes home with a couple of A's on some hard-ass tests like the Cowboys have had this year. When you're winning games with Cooper Rush, them some A's. <laughs> on uh, 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 geometry, chemistry, them some hard ass tests yeah. that you gotta take. So it makes those C minuses that you come home with, you're like, what the hell? How could you go back to the again the C minus when you were getting A's? At one point of the year, I'm gonna be a
0: different kind of Cowboys fan as I answer this question. It's because Cooper was taking the test for. Him. No,
1: no, that's not. That's not, That's not what happened. That's not what happened.
0: All right, all right. We'll talk. Continue to talk Cowboys as they get ready for the Eagles uh, coming up at two. We'll get back into the Texas Washington Bowl discussion. Up next, let's get you a little flex thirty. Tomorrow is a massive day in this area for a lot of those flex players we've been talking about this football season. Signing day is tomorrow. We'll tell you about some of our favorite signings coming up on the Horn. A classic. Sadly, I'm old enough that this became a classic. It might have become a classic during my life. All right, so this would probably be my favorite version of this song, and it's "Wham." Right? Yep. Wham. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very catchy tune. I feel like I hear this song when it's not Christmas song
0: season. This one will. Yeah, this one will creep in. This one will creep in. It's just such a good tune, and it was such a good song. Like somebody loved it enough, they made this movie a couple years ago called Last Christmas, and they made the the song kind of the overarching theme of the movie. And it stars Amelia Clark. For people that are Game of Thrones people, ah, you know Amelia Clark, yeah. the the Queen of Dragons, if you will. Um, and as I've said many times since I watched it, don't. Watch that movie. Oh, okay. It is a really interesting, good movie for about 45 minutes, and then it it closes, and I still can't believe they made a movie that ended that way. It's so bizarre. What's your favorite Christmas movie? So bizarre. My favorite Christmas movie is probably Christmas Vacation. Okay. Probably with Chevy. Yeah. In terms of a long-form movie. Now, I love all the Where specials. Where gets drunk
1: on the eggnog. Yep, yep. Yeah.
0: I love all the specials. I'm into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, you know, the 60s, one of that, Frosty, uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, the, the Gr- Peanuts. The Grinch. Grinch only the cartoon version. I can't do Jim Carrey. Li- I can't do Life-like Grinch. Nah, that's cr- creepy. That's creepy. I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I stick with kind of the main thing. Do the few cartoons, hit Christmas Vacation, and that's generally it. My wife's into um that sarah jessica parker one called the it's a family thing what's it called the family stone she'll watch that every christmas not bad um but yeah i'd go christmas vacation because i like a good laugh around christmas and that's a wacky enough movie
1: yeah yeah what about you if i'm going wholesome let's say i'm watching a christmas wheel with my in-laws just classic home alone christmas story you know, Christmas Story plays. Christmas 7, Story, TBS. my oh, my
0: father-in-law loves Christmas Story, and I haven't watched the new one. Have I you seen it?
1: that either on HBO Max? The sequel
0: with yeah, he's older now. He came back and took the he takes the family back to the hometown or something like that. Yeah, my buddy saw it and said it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I want to watch that too. We're gonna check that out. I think
1: there's always a Over certain holiday. window with sequels, and oh, it's about yeah. thirty years out. We saw it with Coming to America too, and. Top Gun, they did a good job.
0: They really did, and there are very few that can pull it off. Uh, I still haven't seen. I was talking to a friend of mine about Clerks 3 that he said didn't quite. Wow, Clerks 3. Like Clerks 2, I actually thought was good, and they did a long time after. That in black and white, too? That was tough to do. No, 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 no. Clerks 2 is is in color. Okay. And then I'm assuming Clerks 3 is in color. Weird. But uh, the original still holds up pretty well. That's, That's a solid film.
1: If I'm watching a Christmas movie with. My family, my pops, my mom's side. Uh, yes. Friday after next.
2: Oh. <laughs> the
1: third Friday. Wait a minute. The third Friday movie is a Christmas movie? Oh, it's gold. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it has Cat Williams in it. And he's like the pimp. And so I should watch this movie. Oh, 100%. Okay. Terry Cruz is the bully. Now, it's uh, a classic. It's been a
0: while. I think I've seen Friday, the original, all the way through. You like think? What no, do you no, mean you think? I didn't finish. Hang okay. on. I think I've seen it once all the way through, maybe twice. Okay. But I've never I've never seen the sequel or the one you're talking about. So do I need to go in order? Like, is this like the Godfather? Do I need no, to really go back? No, you don't
1: need to go in order. <laughs> okay. I mean, it would make more sense if you watch two before three because I mean, I two, has, all the two has right? Mike Epps instead of Chris Tucker. He's the oh. one that plays alongside okay. Ice Cube, aka Craig. Does it still work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. why Mike Epps is big time now oh, because good. of Friday. Okay, so it's Friday. Next Friday? Friday, Friday, next Friday, then Friday after next. Friday
0: after next. Okay. Got to check those out. All right. So Wham! Added to the Christmas list along with Louis Armstrong. And we started with Brie Fletcher and uh, Riley Keegan with uh, a good version of a Christmas tune earlier today. Uh, All right. So we talked uh, Cowboys. We're talking Longhorns. A lot of good text coming in on where the Cowboys are right now. Real quick, though, let's get you a Flex segment because tomorrow is National Signing Day. Here we go. Flex ATX. For the best high school sports coverage, listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. uh, If you are a Vandegrift fan, I'm going to warn you on this one. If you're a Vandegrift fan and a Longhorn fan, There's part of you that might want to listen to Craig and the Light the Tower crew. Craig, Jeff, and Snoop talk to Claude Mathis, the DeSoto head coach. That part of you is the Longhorn part of you, because he does talk about Jontae Cook a little bit and Trey Wisner a little bit. Now, as far as winning the state championship, you don't want to listen to that part. But if you go to hornfm.com, go to the podcast page. They interviewed him in the first hour today. Obviously, congrats to DeSoto for that. And we'll start. We kind of start with those two guys, Zay, for tomorrow. With Longhorn fans, we were just talking to Jeff Ketchum about what this class could be. Jontae Cook, Trey Wisner, obviously Arch Manning, and, and the names that that will sign. It's big-time stuff uh, for this class. So I'm reading that by the time it's all said and done, Texas isn't going to have the number 1 class unless a couple wacky things happen. But they have a good shot at, like, top five. Yeah. When it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, especially in the era where the transfer portal is such a big deal to get these high school guys and have the ability to develop them, obviously starting with – Arch Manning, you see Anthony Hill flip the script on AM and to come to Texas, Colton Vasek flip the script on Oklahoma to come to Texas that's big time for this coaching, uh, coaching staff and yeah, I love all these guys man, seeing John Tate Cook go crazy he only had four catches but he made all four of those catches matter so in good. that game against Vandergriff and I think what stood out more than anything in all those state championship games this weekend was Trey Wisner and just how he's able to do a little bit of everything on the offensive side. You could put him out on the wide, as a wide receiver uh, in the slot. I think he could even play on the wide uh, side of the wide receiver and make some big time catches there mm-hmm. due to his athleticism. And then we saw what he did as a running back too. Wasn't he the MVP of that game? I think he was the MVP, offensive MVP. I can't remember if that, that, that was
0: they went with him or that other running back because oh, the other running back, running back had a good day. Yeah, yeah he had a good day yeah, too.
1: They're juggernaut with the Desoto Eagles, but yeah, Malik. Muhammad the Pick six that he had to seal the deal for South Oak Cliff. Can't wait to see him come down to the 40. You heard Jeff Ketchum uh, speak highly of him, and we just had him on. So yeah, this is a big time group and a big time top five group that I think that we're going to remember from years to come. And that's what you got to do if you want to have a great ball club in years to come. Also, you got to get these guys early. You got to get these guys in Texas. When you see you know Anthony Hill out of Denton Ryan, and you see John. Cook out of DeSoto and Malik Muhammad out of Dallas, Colton Vasek right behind, uh, uh, right on your back door, um, you know, backyard in Westlake. you got to get those Texas guys and seal them up because Texas is such a big market for uh, high school football. Get those Texas guys and you're always going to have a good team. Yeah,
0: Don't let them out. Don't let them out to Tuscaloosa or Columbus or or Athens, Georgia. Um, Yeah, so uh, congrats to those young men who are going to sign tomorrow. Also, some of these flex players we've been telling you about throughout the season uh, presumably could be signing tomorrow congratulations to all those families coaches the teachers it's such a massive thing that you know better than anybody being a teacher's uh, and coach's son uh, and you played high school level ball the idea of having all these schools interested in you and you get to pick from the best of the best the power fives you get to pick a school you get the you know get the education paid for your parents don't have to worry about that kind of stuff it is amazing, uh, but we have talked about a lot of them throughout the year. We were talking about it as we were getting ready for the show today. I want to see – I mean, you know me. I'll start with uh, with my guy I've been talking about all season. Let's see if Austin Novosad is going to sign with Baylor tomorrow.
1: I think he is. Dave Miranda was here last week. A big reason yeah. why he didn't come pick up his plaque at Pluckers for making uh, the flex team that one week because David Aranda was here making that home visit, just securing that deal. yeah. And he should be. that He's a stud. He's one of the best players not only in Texas, but in the nation. And Waco, they're they are going to get a good one. But one guy who I'm proud of and I hope he does well that I'm not too excited for as a Texas fan, uh-huh. Cameron Cook at Stony Point, signing uh-huh. with Sonny Dykes and TCU. Woo, that could that, work. That's going to That's going to work. That's going to hurt a little bit just because seeing how good he was for the Stony Point Tigers and seeing how good TCU was. They have a chance to play, uh, play for a national championship this year and Max Duggan he was up in New York as a qualifier for the Heisman so yeah that's a, that's a good call for Cameron Cook and Sonny Dykes to lock him up for the Horned Frogs.
0: Let's stay with running backs. Congrats uh, Quentin Joyner. Yeah, Probably right. makes it official tomorrow with USC. Can he make an impact at USC early on uh, and Cedric Alexander? AISD record holder for rushing yards. He uh, presumably will be signing on the dotted line with Vanderbilt tomorrow, making that official. Uh, Jalen Gilbert, right, the defensive back out of Round Rock, is also going to Vanderbilt. He changed his commitment, I think,
1: from Washington Washington State
0: State Mm -hmm. to Vanderbilt. Congratulations for everybody that's going to do that. Um,
1: Let's keep our eye on Damian Wimberly. Okay. Because right now, SMU, right – But when you get to the state championship game, that's a lot of eyes on you. And there might be some phone calls going his way to try to flip him from SMU to maybe a bigger Power 5 type school. Let's just check that out and see what happens tomorrow. Uh, That's
0: an interesting uh, interesting one to mention. Also, uh, some of the other guys off the top of my head, Griffin Willis. Uh, Lake Travis. He's uh, committed to Navy. I'm assuming they sign. Uh, they'll sign that letter of intent tomorrow. Congrats to that young man, and thank you for your service, uh, young man, as well. There's uh, so many different stories. Remember, if you have those, please send them to us. You can let Flex know at flexflxatx.com or let us know. Tweet at us. At, I'm at C Hastings 1049. Zay is at Ain't That underscore Zay. Let us know the kids in your life, the kids at your school that are going to be signing the letter of intent. Such a special day tomorrow when you get to throw the logo up, and they're sitting there if they want to do the hat game. I approve of all all tricks of the trade tomorrow, Zay. You like the hot tub approach, too? I love it all. Whatever you want to do, shell games, weird clothing changes, uh, making movies. A few years ago, a bunch of the kids got into making different movies. Yeah, I love those. Somebody made a zombie movie where they're killing zombies with the other school's <laughs> logos on them, and at the end they've got the shirt on. Some dude did one where he was somebody was he was skydiving. That was one of my favorites. He's skydiving through different schools' logos, and when he flew through the logo, it disappeared, and then at the end he landed on like the Old Miss logo, and that's the school oh he was going God. to. All
1: right, I love
0: all that stuff because they don't get the power for very long. They get to us and now the transfer portal gives them a little power to move around a little bit, but once they make this choice, some things are you know kind of done in that regard. So I say take the power, have fun, and congratulations for National Signing Day. Yeah, you know,
1: the more ridiculous you are with your commitment thing, the more you better show out for your respect at school. Like if you oh, I in in the hot tub in the chain, you doing all this skydiving, hell, if you flying planes even you better show out when you get on campus.
0: I agree. The year that, uh, what was that kid's name? Isaiah Crowell, the running back, when he had a bulldog puppy to say he was going to Georgia, he didn't quite live up to that. No. Not quite. I agree with you. You got to live up to it if you're going to go big time. If you're gonna do weird
1: stuff, you got you gotta have something to match it. Was it even his puppy, or he just brought, a, he just got a random dog puppy? I never and just it up.
0: I never heard that part of the story, but I liked it. He acted like he was going hat game, then he reached under the table, he pulled out a live dog. <laughs> it was fantastic, man. I love when they do that. All right, national signing day tomorrow. We'll obviously hit more of that tomorrow uh, as the Longhorns will get their class signed, and a lot of other schools will, of course. But around these parts, it's a lot of the high school stories as uh, the signing day will happen here. So congrats to all those folks. And, of course, right over here at Westlake High School, I'm sure there will be a big get-together, and Colton Vosick uh, will be signing for the Longhorns uh, after the flip from Oklahoma. That... Could become official tomorrow as well, Longhorn fans. All right, coming up, speaking of Longhorn fans, we'll talk some Texas and Washington getting ready for the bowl game at 2. We're also talking Cowboys today, kind of where you are, Cowboys fans, on this team, keeping an eye on the Eagles because of the Jalen Hurts injury. Up next, it's where we at in society, though, with Zay. He will let us know what we have today and whether or not I have to go look at something on Twitter. Stay tuned. It's the Horn. Ah Well, I don't think we're talking about jewelry here. <laughs> I do not think we're talking about jewelry. This
1: is a legendary Christmas album. I like this.
0: All right. So. Hmm. Is this like um,
1: 90s? Is this the group I can never think of the name of? No, this is the group that you always say. This is the group I always say. Yeah, you can't miss this. Nineties R&B female group TLC. There we go. There it is. <laughs> there it is.
0: Woo! Oh, so close. What's man. the one I can't? Oh, In Vogue is the one I can never remember. Yeah. In Vogue is the one I don't remember.
1: Okay. Yeah, I sent you up uh, Magic Johnson Ali, oop right there. That was
0: well done. What, uh, what's this song called? This is All I Want for Christmas. All I Want for Christmas. All right, TLC. I got to check that out. We got a full album of this, of this stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah, Sleigh Ride. Sleigh, Sleigh Ride Sleigh with TLC. All right. Got to check that out. TLC, Wham!, Louis Armstrong, and Brie Fletcher and Riley Keegan have all been on the show today singing some Christmas tunes for you. We appreciate... All the great texters today, multiple texters have brought up a movie called Four Christmases that Classic. you say
1: you love. Yeah, me and my wife, that's probably our favorite movie together. Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, both of their parents are divorced, so they have to go to each parent's house Four Aha. Christmases, so that's four of them, and four yeah, four Christmases. Yeah, straight like up, com- com- straight up comedy. Straight up comedy. No, like, like one of Vince Vaughn's brothers, like John Favreau, and stuff. Oh, it's, it's a classic.
0: All right, you got me. I'm in. Well done. All right, I got to check that one out. I have never seen Four Christmases. Hope you are having uh, a good Christmas time. No matter how many Christmases you're going to have, uh, we got more Texas Washington talk coming up. Alamo Bowl stuff. Also at the top of the hour, I'll give you one of the big stories for tomorrow on Signing Day just to remind you how powerful Nick Saban and a couple other coaches in the country are and what they could ultimately get tomorrow uh, on signing day right now though it's where we at in society let's see what Zay's got for us
1: where are we at in society today
0: all right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter for this one?
1: Uh, Yeah, go to Twitter, do your research. I didn't send you nothing, though. Oh, oh, but okay. right. you will be familiar with this story because this will hit home for you. The uh-huh. Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost a brutal game on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals where they were up 17-3, to and the Bengals ended up winning 34-23. to And one of the biggest plays of the game was the weird fake punt – play the Giovanni Bernard, but he wasn't paying attention, so he just ricochets off his chest, and Bengals pick it up and gives them really good field position where they go on and score. So, after the game, the press they want to talk to Giovanni Bernard because they want to know what happened. Right. And... He was interesting. He told them, oh, now y'all want to talk to me. Which that started a whole plethora of problems, but it's not only on him. Take a listen. It's about a minute. Okay. And take a listen and see who you blame after you hear all of this. Okay.
2: I'll talk to you this week. Oh, well, well you were injured party. all
1: year. What have you done for us to talk to you about all year? Okay. I, I talked to you Tuesday. Just, don't, oh. just
2: talk, don't say you're not talking. Because I, I didn't talk hold to you all year. Hold on,
1: hold on. You were also injured most of the season, too. Can I go
2: to my family that I have outside? And you all can. Of a sudden now? Just, just don't say we didn't talk to you all we, year. We just right. wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened you, there. You're involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah. you, dude. I appreciate that's your time. We do. We won't hold you. We, we would have talked to you in the season, but also okay, you were that's injured. That's
1: question, Just tell us what occurred on the, on the punt. Miscommunication, that's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. Was Is it you a know? fake? I don't know. It was complete fault. My fault. That's it. Did, did Is something that it something the team hasn't practiced It's all week? me. All of me. That's uh, something that I did wrong, and that's all. So you were
0: aware? It was all, all on me.
1: Yep, number 25 out there. That was me. Uh, Good. I was <laughs> the one that did it. But were you aware it was, that it was just a me. fake? Yeah, I, I messed up. I understand that. But
2: we're just asking if you knew it was. I messed we just up.
1: didn't know if it was a communication. Yeah, I messed down. up.
2: Thanks, Dude. Yep. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you. <laughs> wow. So there's a lot going on there. Um how both sides are wrong. Was that thirty six different people asking him the same question? Yeah, a lot of people were going at him. That was weird. Um yeah, it didn't feel like he was being that you know, sort of cantankerous about it. Like, to me, it's like, come on, dude, you're Giovanni Bernard. Don't do the, why are you just talking to me? That's not good. But then... You
1: can't say as a press guy, asking questions as a journalist... What would we have to talk to you for? What would we need to talk? You haven't done anything all season. What would we need to talk to you
0: for? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, the, you
1: can't. The person say that said that. You, that
0: said you've been banged up. That's valid.
1: Yeah, because and that's why but, they don't talk to him is because he's been on ER. He's missed a number of games. He's Been this on IR year. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IR. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that's why he hasn't been available. So right.
0: <laughs> that's what's weird. There is obviously, I, I'm sure the player is trying to protect somebody in that situation, but. At some point, like, you can't just tell him if the fake was on or not? You can't tell him that? Like, he wasn't even clear on that part. I messed up. I messed up. no, we understand you messed up. We're asking you if the fake was on. And yeah, it was
1: clearly a fake and went right
0: to him. Because he I, wasn't he
1: was like looking to the left and Because uh, I don't
0: know if it had happened at this moment. At some point, his head coach has verified the fake was on. Yeah. He's verified, Oh yeah, no, no, we saw something there. It was seventeen three. We had the momentum and we saw something in their blocking scheme we thought we could take advantage of.
1: You could tell he was just so annoyed at that point. He was Ooh. just gonna do short answers to get out. As quick as possible. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) That's that's so funny. Oh, now you want to talk to me. now (laughs) you want to talk to me. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, Yeah. you're on a team that's most likely going to make the playoffs. It's not guaranteed, but a team that most likely will make the playoffs. (laughs) And y'all just blew a huge lead and a huge game to a pretty good team. And you were a part of the beginning of the
0: momentum swing. What else do you need, man? I mean, like, huh? What are we going to do, go ask Tom if it was a fake? You're on the punt team.
1: The fake punt is what started this momentum. We'd like to discuss it with you. Do you have some thoughts? I think somebody needs to just go ask him questions when he gets hurt again. Just ask him a few questions to make him feel included, and make him feel good about himself. Because clearly he was salty about the press. Yeah, he was not talking to him when he was hurt. But boy, those press,
0: the press folks did get after him. When oh, I, they were aggressive. When you first started that, and I heard that high pitch voice, I thought, did they let like an eleven year old in there to ask questions? But then I realized, okay, it was just like a high pitch like that. The, oh, hold on, let me play it again. What are you
1: talking that fir- about?
0: Listen to one of those first voices. I think it's the it's the woman. It sounds like it's a female reporter, and just the. Very first time you hear that voice, it sounds very yeah, high pitched. Jenna Lane
1: works for ESPN. Okay, that's she Jenna Lane. On, she went on like Listen a huge to the Twitter fir- rant about l- this. What okay, listen—the
0: first time you hear Sunday. her voice, it just sounds really high to me.
2: Well, you were injured all year. What have you
0: done for us I'm to sorry. talk to you about all
1: year? It's just kinda a, to <laughs> what have you done for us to talk to you all year? Yeah, that's <laughs> oh man,
0: that was bad. She she's the one that said I think what's valid there. You've been injured all year. That's perfectly valid, but yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't have to go necessarily where it was. I know it's tough in the moment to try to figure that out, but
1: if you look yeah. at Giovanni Bernard's face after Boy says, "What have you done for to make us want to talk to you all year?" He makes it look like, "Oh, damn, yeah, really, yeah, like you really said that to me." And then that's what that's where the short answers started coming. Dude, like, "Oh, y'all are being a little ignorant." Like, I know I mucked up. That is clear. I'm obviously upset about it. Y'all know I'm upset about it. Yes, I have to answer these mandatory questions. It's a part of my job. But let's have a little empathy here and understand yeah. the situation. I, I, and I feel Giovanni Bernard to a certain extent.
0: I do too. And we all got to realize that's not happening at an official media, like a, a table and there's a microphone. Like they're going to his locker as he's about to leave to deal with that. But also, I would say that the Bucks SID folks. The Bucks media folks, they've got to know that's coming. You have to know that. Gio, they're going to ask you about the fake punt. You good with this? Are you good? Do you want me to tell them no? Yeah. Or you want to talk about this? You've got to talk about it for a second. They're going to ask you if it was a fake. They're going to ask you this. And Are you ready? You good? Okay. All right, guys, let's go. Like, you've got to know that's happening.
1: Yeah, and people were ripping Jenna Lane, and she was having to cover her tracks because they were like, if this was Tom Brady, you wouldn't have went at him like that. I and mean, she was like, the dude was on IR. Yes, he would've went at Tom Brady like that if he would have messed the game. It's like he had four turnovers. Why didn't y'all go at him like that? And yeah, she was trying to cover her tracks yeah. all she could. She did a good job. I mean, I don't I don't I don't have any problem with what she said. I do have a problem with what Oh, boy. said, I don't know who that was. but That's bad. That's, that's a bad you line. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's bad. Uh, and, of course, the biggest difference there, there's a lot of differences between Tom Brady and Gio Bernard in that situation, but Jenna and the rest of those people, they know Tom is going to be brought to a major media deal. He's going to be brought to a table with a microphone, and they get to ask him a lot of questions. Gio Gio Bernard clearly is trying to leave that locker room as fast as he can, (laughs) and they'd like to get a question before he does. But eventually they did get the head coach to admit that it was a fake punt, and they did have it on, and uh, he just screwed it up. So he should have realized it was a fake and tried to play play it out because you really don't know if it was going to work because, like you said, he wasn't paying attention, and the ball just ends up on the ground. There's no way to know if that play was going to work.
1: Yeah, Giovanni Bernard still making plays for the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: (laughs) Now, if the dude had said that to his face, that would have been funny. Gio, your thoughts that you're still making good plays for the Bengals? (laughs) That would have been funny if he could have done it with a straight face. All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour, Texas getting ready to play Washington in the Alamo Bowl. Plus, tomorrow is National Signing Day, and there's a couple of teammates in the state of Alabama that might be about to change everything. We'll tell you who they are on the horn.